Hello, everybody. Diana here for the Change Worker Podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about capacity. The capacity to make more money, the capacity to have a bigger business, the capacity to have a bigger life, more experiences, um, more fulfilled relationships, capacity. And if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that um, I love me some definitions and only to give me a nuanced idea of what a word really means to other people. And also get I get to decide what I want that word to mean to me. And um, are there meanings to it that help me? So I came up with four uh, definitions of capacity. Thank you, internets. One is the maximum amount something can contain. Another is the amount something can produce. One is ability or power to do, experience, or understand something. And the capacity to fulfill a specified role or position. So I look at these, I thought that, well, that's really cool. You can really, really go to town with capacity in terms of what is my capacity to grow my business? What is my capacity to have more money, to have something? So I think this whole conversation can be encompassed by this idea of capacity to have and the have whatever is important to you that you perhaps want more of. The capacity can be built. And I'll talk about that. Our capacity can expand for the things that we want that we're not quite ready for yet. And so what does it mean to have capacity? And I I can answer this by saying what I know that capacity isn't. Say, I don't have the capacity for more money, more clients, a higher level decision making in my business, the, um, the role I play as a business owner. You know, I look at that right now as my capacity for that is kind of limited. And I know why. And I'll explain why. And I think the, the fundamental parts of capacity and just really fleshing this out for yourself is this idea that um, when you don't have the capacity for something, you can't see beyond what you already have. You get stuck in the house. You're not able at that point to allow for bigger emotional experiences of bigger and bigger things and or a bigger identity than you already are. So does that make sense? So if I'm not able to allow for my emotional experiences as a business owner, all the overwhelm, all the panic, all the second guessing, all the fear, all the um, just angst and stuckness we all feel as business owners or uh, having your own practice, working for somebody else, this is still, you can still think of capacity in this way. And I think what trips me up too sometimes in terms of capacity is my emotional response to, well, I am a business owner or I'm wanting to be bigger and bigger. And this whole idea of 
maybe uh, hiring staff or really standardizing how I do marketing, how, what, what is my message? What is my, um, this whole concept of marketing for myself right now? And I can't wrap my brain around those easily because I haven't figured some stuff out. <laughs> Maybe you're there too. So I think what an assumption that might be really good to start with is this idea of building capacity, building your capacity to have by assuming and believing that your ability to receive is limitless. And I didn't make that up. I, I found that somewhere else and I'm offering it to you because it sounds lovely. What if my capacity to have all the things that I want is just being obscured by my thinking, my feeling, my reactions to my thoughts, my reactions to my feelings in my body? What if that is one of the biggest obstacles to receive to allow these things to come to me that I've already in my way set in motion. So if we go really testing our belief, testing how this belief feels in our body, that our capacity to have is, is, to, is uh, limitless, this ability to receive the things that we have is limitless, let your mind play with that. Because I like letting my mind play with that. What if it's just something I can already control? What if it's these obstacles to receiving and allowing these things to come to me is really just shit I'm making up in my mind? So, you know, I'm, I'm aware, as you're probably aware, of what a trickster the brain can be. And uh, we are on to that trickster brain, although it's kind of fun sometimes. It doesn't necessarily help us every day or long term. And our thoughts about receiving something, receiving love, receiving kindness, receiving money, receiving opportunities. What if we just have stories around all those things? And that's what's in our way. How do we get through that? And I spend a lot of time talking to my clients and myself through these sort of limiting, blocking um, escape hatches. Because if I really sit down and think about the things I want to have, it is a little overwhelming. What if I did have the money that I wanted? What if I did have the clients? What if I were living in the place that I wanted to live, doing what I wanted to do, having the relationships I wanted to have? And it's, it's a little, it makes me a little nervous. And that is what I would want to explore in myself. I'm going to explore in myself because I'm recognizing that little, little tension, that little constriction in my body is... Um, going to tell me a lot. And it also explains why I'm not open to receiving it now. So I look at, I look at our capacity to have is, can be built 
by managing our emotions, imagining our internal mental world. What is going on in my body? Why is that there? What just happened to, I had a response to something. What is going on? What triggered me to just throw up the walls and say, oh, no, 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 we're good, thanks. Don't mind us, move along. You didn't see us. And those are all our emotional experiences, our responses. And so we can learn a lot also about limiting our capacity to have by examining our expectations and assumptions. We can learn a hell of a lot by those things. Because what if our, one of our assumptions is it's all going to go away tomorrow or I'm not who they think I am. Those are underlying assumptions like I'm not enough. All that whole enoughness concept is, you know, underlying a lot of how we, we can have something to receive something. And I'm not trying to be oversimplified here because I think that there is privilege in some of these assumptions um, that if I if my capacity to have and to receive it is limitless, it may not apply to everybody all the time. So there is that whole idea. You have to test that for yourself based upon who you are and where you are in life. And I think all these assumptions... Like, uh, it's all going to go away tomorrow. The expectations we might have that are super high, going back to a, a, a concept I'm going to talk about in a second, like, I got to do all these things. I got to be this thing, this person, this uh, business owner, this executive, this employee in order to have the things that I want. And we'll talk more about that, but... All these expectations and assumptions are, ref are reflections of how we think of ourselves, how capable we are, what we think of success. How do we receive success? How do we receive accolades, glowing testimonials? How do we receive praise? How do we receive love and kindness, compassion? And when you think of business, you know, a lot of the words that people associate with business are growth and success. So what are you real what do you really think about this idea of growing both as a business owner or employee and what success means in those roles to you maybe at different times. Plus adding a layer of stuff on top of those thoughts you know what what do I want success to look like for me? What do I want my growth to look like? can be a, a companion to a, a growing sense of overwhelm that I am changing and I want to change, but I don't know where this change is going to lead me. I don't know where I'm going to end up. And so there's obviously a sense of overwhelm. Like we, don't, we just don't know. There are no guarantees. There is no certainty about where we're going to wind up. And part of that capacity, building that capacity to have is... I don't know, and that's okay. That's what we have to accept inevitably most of the time. And it's not like I'm a firm believer in that 100% of the time. There are moments where I'm like, I don't know about this. And I'm not, I'm, I'm understanding that my 
level of overwhelm is can change from day to day, from topic to topic. And I can allow for that to be there without reacting to it, without stopping what I'm doing, without dream, you know, stopping my dreaming, stopping my, uh, what is, what can my future look like? And so going back to something I brought up earlier, our capacity to have something is not tied to what and how much we do it's more about who we are and who we want to be. And this is something I've been wrestling with for a long time. And I finally accepted that this year. I was like, okay, if I want my business to be what I want it to be, if I want to be the business owner I want to be, I recognize that all that starts with me. It all starts with really dealing with the stories I'm talking, I'm telling myself about my capabilities, my, um, my, what I think about marketing, what I think about my new clients, the clients I haven't met yet. These are things that I'm recognizing that I am the filter to my business right now. I am the filter that in some ways is not letting a lot of things in because of all this confusion, because of all this questioning. And because of I'm not quite the person yet. I haven't figured out why I'm, I'm repelling more people than I'm attracting. That's my work this year. Where am I not allowing my, my to have, myself to have some things? Why am I stopping myself? Why am I so afraid to have these things? So that's where I'm, that's where my work on my, my internal work is leading me. And, you know, there's a, I guess it's called a truism. I haven't looked up that particular word. It sounds like the truism sounds really true and almost sounds trite. And people just say things like that because it sounds good and it just adds to the conversation. And, you know, the truisms are, you know, um, for instance, if you've been in a lot of therapy, like hurt people, hurt people, hurt people, hurt people. And this idea, yeah, that's, that's true. But is it, is it just a, something you throw out that sounds really true, but is it, and is it really appropriate maybe for the conversation or is it just filler? And so I don't think this, what I'm about to say is a truism. I think at heart, it is so simple and profound that it sounds really good. We want it to be true, but we can't quite wrap around our brain and body about this being absolutely true all the time, which is the more we can receive willingly without doing, the less we have to do. And I have grappled with this statement for a long time and I've stopped grappling. I've decided to do less consciously, intentionally and dealing with myself when I doubt that I've done enough, that I'm not enough, that I'm not seeing enough 
and just take that whole enoughness conversation out of the equation. And I've, I've come to believe in the past, this past however many months of 2023, that the less I do physically, the less emotional um, work I do for around other people or for other people, the more things come to me. The easily I can access and allow those things to come to me. So where are you on that spectrum? When you hear the phrase, the more you can, you can receive willingly without doing, the less you have to do. Where are you in, in receiving that statement? What comes up for you when you hear that statement? How does your body feel when you hear that statement? So I think um, there are a whole host of directions I would take with a client if we were having this conversation in a coaching con- con- uh, construct is that um, some people really enjoy the actual physical labor of things. That's their happy place. And the work we do around that is managing the emotional crap that comes up when they look around and see all that they've done. They're not quite done yet, but the emotional aspects come in. The emotional expectations come in. I haven't done enough. There's still so much more to do. I don't know if I can do it. And it really boils down to it can it be done and it not look the way you want it to it still gets done can you deal with it not looking like the way you thought it would so whole different set of different directions around the capacity to have so i've brought up business because that's kind of easy the capacity to have more money the capacity to have more clients and i think some of these when you look at the you know if you're pondering, for example, capacity to have more clients, I think there are more practical um, questions you have to ask. I mean, I'm only one person. If I want more clients, that may include hiring staff. I might need to get help. I might need to get admin. I might need a different program to uh, have online booking for my clients. These, there are practical questions to the capacity to have more clients. And building a bigger business, expanding the business that you already have. Always logistical things to consider. But they, those logistical things to consider can in themselves become obstacles. And you stop feeling like my capacity to have all these things is starting to look a little shaky and shadowy. It, it's not as real to me. So when I talk to clients in terms of scale, and that scale is way beyond my... Um, I don't have a, <laughs> the capacity to have scale in my business at this point. Um, scaling is for people who have, you know, that's just not my wheelhouse right now. But I think you can scale. You know, obviously, there are logistical and things and, and people you need to be in order to scale your business. There is a, a solidity to the structure of your business that you have to have in order to scale. But that, you know, that capacity to hold all that is a conversation I can have for sure because the capacity to hold all those ideas at the same time is all about emotional management. It's all about 
sort of your what you're thinking and what you're feeling and what your body is trying to tell you about your capacity. Because sometimes we push, we want to be capable way before our body and our emotional and psychological states are ready for us to be. And and sometimes that that's obviously will lead to um, getting so big so fast, you, you don't, it wasn't in part of your equation that it would happen so fa- fast and so effectively. And so you, you might build the capacity to have a bigger business by um, perhaps, I, I don't want to use the word fail, but just the, the, maybe you, you didn't have the foresight to consider if I'm getting this big, that this fast, I don't have the infrastructure set up. I don't have these things in place that I didn't know I need to have. And so you're going to learn capacity quickly. You're, it's going to be in your face because you're not, it's unavoidable. Like, well, I grew so fast and, and now I've got too many clients and I just didn't, I didn't know. And there's no, there's no criticism here at all. You didn't know. You did so well at one thing, you expanded your business and all of a sudden it's like, holy crap, I just wasn't, you know, your forte could be attracting these people, but not planning for them. Not planning for them to have a safe place to fall into your business and keep them there. And that that's just another conversation to have with people because it's it's like you're going to learn a lot in a short span of time about what your capacity is and isn't. So I think of employees, um, I'm trying to expand my idea of being an employee for somebody else and how I can expand that role in me or how maybe I need to make that role smaller. And isn't that interesting to say out loud? So in my, I have a part-time job. I work for a big corporation and I take that part-time position very seriously because I wanted through this corporation is to build my business, to build clientele, to build all kinds of skills I suspected I would need to have to be a quote-unquote good employee i.e. to stay employed, to have clients wanting to come to me. Um, And so I look at that as I've had to shift gears as a part-time employee and maybe think less like a business owner and more like I want to build something of my own in this business. They have X amount of expectations of me, my my duties, um, that lovely little long list of things that uh, defined my role as a massage therapist working for this corporation. And I don't, do I have to color outside those lines? Do I want to, do I need to? And that's something I'm exploring. Like, does this part-time job have to take up so much of my brain space and my energetic capacity? No, the answer, short answer is no. So I am making this role smaller. I'm putting it in a place that's more comfortable for me. I don't have to make a big deal out of this part-time job when I'm overwhelmed by what's going on in it and around it. So no, you have to weigh that for yourself as a employee of something. Is this, you know, in some people's cases, is this job that you have with this company a stepping stone to something else 
So you build the capacity to have a fuller role somewhere else by maybe looking at your position now and can I expand it within the confines of this HR description of duties and roles and expectations. And so I am making the most of the opportunity that I have. So that's a question. I'm building my capacity to have a different role with probably more responsibility and hopefully better pay somewhere else or maybe in the same organization somewhere down the line. We could always build our capacity by challenging ourselves, by thinking, you know, I always think of the future. What can my future self tell me about what I need to concentrate maybe or learn now so my direct connection to this future self, this future version of me is just more of a straight line rather than the meandering detours and um, distraction filled highway. So you can think of capacity in all these kinds of ways. This is why I love this conversation because when I talk to business owners from a coaching perspective, I like to challenge their idea of their role in the company. Are they, you know, they may have technically four or five employees, but have they really embraced this role of the business owner, of the visionary, of the person who makes most of the decisions? And I love to say, well, you know, you are the CEO of this company. And then depending on the person and where they are, they're like, (gasps) you know, they get that sort of deer in the headlights look and they're not quite wrapping their brain around this whole role change and shift. And being a CEO for somebody in their own business, this concept of being a CEO in their own business is it can change. It, you know, it's a maturation process. It's an emotional capacity because you're, you, you don't realize how capable you are in the roller coaster um, of decision making and of things happening and of people quitting of of money making ventures that didn't pan out, you are probably more, far more resilient than you think you are, and that's what I need. To, I always have to remind my clients of how resilient they have grown to be, and by resilience, it's emotional resilience. All the things that I just mentioned, you know, um, you. Your furnace goes out in your business, your storefront. You have to, you've lost employees. You've had to replace big pieces of infrastructure. These are just the road that we go as business owners and we figure it out. That is basically, we're expanding our capacity to figure shit out because we've been through some of these things before. We've managed our emotions long enough and well enough to take care of something, to figure something out. So this is all under the heading of capacity. You have the capacity to be a CEO in your business. You have the capacity of being uh, an integral member of a team in a bigger business as an employee. And so we want to expand that. And of course, is how we do that is thinking uncomfortable things and feeling uncomfortable emotions. We build up a tolerance to our flipping out and freaking out. <laughs> you know? So I look at this as always, I always come back to this as a coach 
for myself and others is how well did I manage my emotions around this thing that happened that felt really uncomfortable and kind of unpleasant? How did I manage myself in those situations? I am building my resilience and my capacity for a bigger version of me out in the world. And so, but sometimes, and you've probably heard this too, could be a truism as well, is sometimes in order to do more, you do less. And sometimes to be more, you have to uh, look like you're less, like you're less um, externally focused. You're less, you're not on social media. That does, just because you're not showing up in the world doesn't mean things are happening for you and inside you. And so we like to, sometimes I, I spend way too much time on what people are thinking of me and what I'm doing when they probably are not paying any attention whatsoever. And I think of like, well, I'm, I just am on a quiet period of my business. I'm an introspective part of my business and I'm taking 2023 to do that. And I'm learning a hell of a lot. And what 2024 is going to look like, I don't know yet. I don't know what direction I'm going to be going in. But right now, that's not important. It's August. So I'm offering all that to you as an idea to test your own capacity for bigger and bigger things. And if this is you, you need help with this, please let me know. Thank you, as always, for listening. And I, I'm, I'm humbled that people do listen. So thank you. I will be back next week.